Hello and welcome to the Minimum Competence episode for Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. I'm your host for today, Andrew Leahy, a tax and technology attorney from New Jersey. On today's episode, we have Biden's call for feedback on AI risks, Musk's Tesla move guidance, and Texas suing a migrant aid NGO. Let's remember, skeletons never fight each other because they don't have the guts. And read today's legal news. Today in legal history, February 21st, marks a significant moment in the annals of American jurisprudence and the power of the presidency. On this day in 1975, three key figures from President Richard Nixon's administration were handed prison sentences for their roles in the Watergate scandal, an event that would forever alter the landscape of political accountability and legal oversight in the United States. Former U.S. Attorney General John Mitchell, Nixon's chief of staff H.R. Haldeman, and domestic advisor John Ehrlichman were convicted of obstructing justice, each receiving sentences ranging from two and a half to eight years. This landmark decision underscored the principle that no one, regardless of their position in government, is above the law. The sentencing followed a scandal that began with the break-in at the Democratic National Committee headquarters at the Watergate office complex and spiraled into a cover-up that led to President Nixon's resignation, the only resignation of a U.S. president to date. The trial and subsequent convictions of Mitchell, Haldeman, and Ehrlichman were pivotal in bringing to light the extent of the Nixon administration's attempts to undermine the democratic process. The fallout from the Watergate affair led to sweeping reforms designed to increase transparency and reduce the potential for abuse of power within the federal government. This included the enactment of the Ethics in Government Act, the establishment of the Office of Government Ethics, and significant amendments to the Freedom of Information Act. The events of February 21, 1975, serve as a stark reminder of the fragility of democratic institutions and the perpetual need for vigilance, oversight, and accountability in preserving the integrity of governance. The Biden administration is actively soliciting feedback on the potential risks and benefits associated with so-called open-weight artificial intelligence models, which are crucial for AI systems and have significant implications for national security. These open-weight models, by making AI more customizable and accessible, can foster innovation among a wide range of users, including small businesses and researchers, but also pose risks by potentially circumventing built-in safeguards. This initiative, part of a broader effort outlined in the administration's 2023 executive order on AI, aims to gather insights on the implications of public access to model weights, national security concerns, and the appropriate level of government involvement in regulating these technologies. Alan Davidson of the Commerce Department emphasized the dual nature of open-weight AI models. While they promise to democratize innovation and foster competition, they also introduce substantial safety and security challenges. The administration is also seeking to coordinate with international partners to develop guidelines for managing the dissemination and regulation of these models globally. Feedback is invited over a 30-day comment period. By way of very brief background, an open-weight AI model refers to an artificial intelligence system whose internal parameters, or weights, are openly accessible and modifiable by users or developers. Unlike proprietary models where the weights are closely guarded secrets, open-weight models are transparent, allowing for greater scrutiny, understanding, and customization. This openness fosters collaboration and innovation as researchers and practitioners can build upon existing work, adapt the models to new tasks, or improve their performance and fairness. By sharing the detailed workings of these models, the AI community aims to accelerate progress, ensure broader access to cutting-edge technology, and facilitate the ethical use of AI by making it more interpretable and accountable. Of course, with openness comes the potential for any safeguards or guardrails to be circumvented, thus the comment period seeking guidance on the extent to which regulatory action is necessary. Elon Musk has received guidance for relocating Tesla Inc.'s incorporation from Delaware to Texas following a Delaware Court of Chancery decision that TripAdvisor Inc. can move its incorporation to Nevada. This guidance comes from Vice Chancellor J. Travis Laster, who outlined the procedure required for such a move, drawing significant attention to the potential for corporate relocations to states with laws more favorable to officers and directors. The TripAdvisor case, challenged by investors for allegedly favoring directors at shareholders' expense, has highlighted the broader implications of corporate moves on shareholder rights and litigation risks. 
Delaware's status as a prime venue for corporate litigation, home to nearly 70% of Fortune 500 companies, is under scrutiny as corporations like Tesla consider relocation to states offering greater litigation protections. The recent court ruling against Musk's $56 billion Tesla pay package has fueled his criticism of Delaware courts and his consideration of Texas for Tesla's incorporation, aligning with his moves for SpaceX and Neuralink. Vice Chancellor Laster allowed the investor litigation against TripAdvisor's plan move to proceed, noting that Nevada's shareholder litigation protections are perceived to be weaker than Delaware's. This decision has sparked debate among legal experts about the comparative shareholder protections across states and the potential self-interest involved in such corporate relocations. The ruling sets a precedent that companies looking to relocate must ensure the process involves a disinterested special committee and shareholder vote, addressing concerns over conflicts of interest and self-dealing. However, Musk's ambition to relocate Tesla faces challenges, including his influence over board decisions and potential pressures on board members, illustrating the complexities of corporate governance and the balance between innovation and shareholder rights. The situation underscores the evolving landscape of corporate law, the strategic considerations of incorporation locations, and the ongoing debate over the best interests of shareholders versus the autonomy of corporate directors and officers. The Texas Attorney General, Ken Paxton, has initiated a lawsuit against Annunciation House, a Catholic nonprofit organization aiding migrants, on allegations of, quote, alien harboring, human smuggling, and operating a stash house. This legal action aims to revoke the organization's operating license in Texas, accusing it of contributing to border chaos and illegal immigration with the support of federal funds from the Biden administration. Paxton's lawsuit, filed in El Paso County District Court, asserts that Annunciation House knowingly sheltered around 300 migrants at a time to evade U.S. Customs and Border Protection, involving transportation and placement in secretive locations. Annunciation House has countered, arguing that Paxton's lawsuit stemmed from a denial of immediate access to its records, deeming the legal challenge as a baseless attempt to shut down the nonprofit under pretexts that it decries as illegal, immoral, and anti-faith. In response, Dylan Corbett, executive director of the Hope Border Institute, expressed solidarity with Annunciation House, condemning the Texas Attorney General's actions as efforts to intimidate and criminalize humanitarian aid, conflicting with Christian teachings on neighborly love. The lawsuit highlights ongoing tensions between state and federal approaches to immigration, with Texas taking aggressive steps, such as constructing a military base camp near the Eagle Pass on the U.S.-Mexico border to curb illegal crossings. The case reflects broader debates over immigration policy, humanitarian aid, and the roles of NGOs at the border, underscored by contrasting perspectives on how to address the complexities of migration and border security. And with that, I thank you so much for listening to Minimum Competence, your daily news podcast for lawyers. If you're looking for more than Minimum Competence, links to further reading on all the topics touched on today are in the show notes. And reviews go a long way towards helping new listeners to find our show. If you have a moment and can leave a rating or review on your podcast player, we'd sure appreciate it. And if you know someone that might be interested in a story we cover, consider sending them the episode. But remember, nothing here should be construed as legal advice because it is certainly not that. Minimum Competence is available at minimumcomp.com and wherever you get your finely crafted podcasts. If you haven't checked out the website in a while, give it a look. There are complete transcripts and resources for each episode and its corresponding segments, as well as an opportunity to receive new episodes in email, newsletter, form. We'll see you back here tomorrow. And until then, remember, fake spaghetti is called impasta. <laughs> <laughs>